Sunday. Hopefully you're tuning in. The, got the TV on, but the volume down, and you're listening to the show today. So I'd be greatly appreciated. We've got Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet, here today. And we got Carly. Hey, Carly. Hey, hey, hey. And I see you got a Florida sweatshirt on. I do. Oh, there you go. I've had this since uh, high school. Oh, have you? Yeah. Oh, wow. So well, when I was That was, doing... what, three years ago? <laughs> no, that was a long time ago. Long that was a long time ago. ago. <laughs> long time ago. Over 10 years ago. Oh, there you um, go. But yeah, this was one of the sweatshirts that um, when you're doing like the college visits. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they gave it to you? No. Oh, you bought it when you were there? Yeah. Oh, I see. You like, you Did tour- you go to Florida? What? Did you go to Florida? I visited it, yes. Well, no, that wasn't the question. No, the question I didn't. Was, I, did, okay. I didn't end up attending Florida. Okay. No. Okay. You went but to I, the U? No. Of M? No. No? No. Where you go? I went to Colorado State. All right. So I was in Colorado. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Now that we cleared the coast with that one. Yeah. So then how come you're a Gophers fan if you didn't go to the U of M for college? Well, I'm going to the U now for grad school. Yeah, but... And, well, it's when you're little and you're brainwashed by your parents, you know. Ah. It's not really much. My dad was like... So when we were choosing colleges, he was like, yes, you can go to the U. You can't go to Madison. You can't go to Iowa. Uh There were a lot of can'ts that we had. So how many years were you to go to Colorado? Four. Oh. I was there for four. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, so, well, we're going to be taking, now we got her college. Today. I was like, and the history Days of my over. life. Yes, there, there you go. go. Okay, so we got trivia, of, uh, of course. Today is Super Bowl trivia, so we'll be doing some trivia for that. So you can, if you're having a party, I couldn't find any food trivia. You know, like how much guacamole or, you know what I mean? What's the, mo- and I'm, you know, what is the most favorites and how much, you know, is it, you know, like around 4th of July, I could tell you how many hot dogs are consumed in brats. Yeah, I couldn't find it. So, but I got other, uh, other ones. Uh, what is the most, but anyway, usually pizza is, is a big one for today is pizza and guacamole dip. I know those. So anyway, so hopefully you got questions for Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet, uh, and then questions for me. So if you do give a holler, 651-641-1071, 651-641-1071. Now, um, uh, with Gilligan, I've been dealing with him itching. Now I know what people are going through when they are, they're feeding him a good diet. They they're got the omega threes and sixes, but yet your dog is itching like crazy. And so what I have done, what I have tried up to this point, <laughs> is I have slathered him. Remember, he's a Yorkie Karen Terrier. He's ten pounds. I slathered him in coconut oil. I mean, literally, it looked like he just got out of the shower. I mean, his hair is sticking up. I, I tried to take a picture of it, but it didn't do it justice. When he saw it. Now he did pretty good because I figured, you no know, coconut oil heals the skin and such like that. Um, so for three days, every time he starts to try to itch a little bit, and then I would put in some more coconut oil. By the fourth day, it was kind of like, you know, he was one jar of coconut oil. So I, I mean, I literally had to rinse it off. I think that was kind of anchoring down. So then I, I rinsed that off, uh, and then I put uh, some organic apple cider, uh, on him. Uh, first I did a 50, 50, you know, 50% water, 50%. And then that stopped him from itching for a couple of days, but then he started itching again. And then I tried pure apple cider vinegar. And, but I could tell his skin's starting to get a little bit raw and, you know, it's just, it's driving him nuts is, is what it is. You just, so I just feel sorry. So I asked Jess and Jess brought up a good point that I didn't even think of. You know, we're so bent on, you know, talking, you know, thinking about the oils that they need, you know, the omega threes and sixes that one thing that you brought up was the fats. And so you had me go over the fats in what I feed my dog. So you ready? She's got to step up to the mic. I'm always ready. Okay. So now I okay, do. But, but the other thing, but okay. the other thing that I. Uh, suggested is that 
You're trying to treat an internal condition from the outside. Yep. Okay. Well, I don't know what it is. <laughs> right. But, but I mean, but the dog is not itching because he has bugs crawling on right, him. Right. It's, it's an internal issue. And so treating it from the outside, whether with coconut oil, apple cider vinegar, whatever, okay. is not very rewarding. Okay. I'd help a little bit. For a while, <laughs> a couple of days. Right. But then the thing is, you know, just like with vinegar, I mean, one of vinegar's qualities is that it's astringent, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so it does dry, dry. you out. Yep, 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 and yep. so it may be that straight vinegar was too drying for him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. No, we rinsed that off after a day and a half of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, so so you told me to look up. See, I feed uh, some raw, formulated raw, and I also feed... Um, uh, uh, freeze-dried, which is the raw and the moisture taken out. And so you brought up the fat issue. Okay, you ready this? Okay, the, uh, one raw is 38% fat. The other one is 39%. The other one is 34%. Okay, I give them fresh factor. That's 9% fat. Okay, co- extra, coconut, extra virgin coconut oil. The total fat is 22%, 14 grams. But then it has saturated fat. Yeah, but I think with the food, too, you can't compare foods that way because you have to compare... Uh, pet foods on a dry matter basis. Okay. And so with the freeze-dried, you know, you have to take into account the fact that they've taken all the moisture out of it. And mm-hmm. so, but on any pet food, those little nutritional analyses mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. yeah, those are basically worthless because they're on a dry matter basis. Okay. So, you know, the so, so then you have to do a whole bunch of math to figure out actually how much fat is in there. Okay. So the extra, the extra virgin coconut, 12 fat is 22%, 14 grams. Saturated fat was 60%, 12 grams. That didn't mm-hmm. make any sense. Okay. Then Tucker's, the beef, you see beef, the fat is 11%, protein 14 and then um, Stella was uh, 14, 15% protein, 20%, 12% fat. And then I looked up the, you know, the, the dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Okay, the de- dehydrated was 25% protein and 14% fat. Okay, is what it was for some of this, uh, uh, for the dehydrated. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so you're thinking that maybe I need to add more fat to his diet then? Well, that, that's one option. But before... You neglected to mention that when you bathed him in apple cider vinegar mm-hmm. and water, that he was actually better for a day or two. Well, no, for for a day, well, he wasn't. He was itching, but not well, right. like he was. So I didn't have that information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So realistically, um, regardless of what you feed, I, I was just talking about the foods in general. Mm-hmm. That all the premixed raw pet foods are are all the grinds that people can buy, the stuff that comes in chubs, mm-hmm. or the stuff that comes in cute little pieces of various sizes mm-hmm. and shapes. Um, so those are all based on the 80-10-10 idea that is the current mythology of raw feeding, okay. that your average dead animal is 80% meat, 10% bone, 10% organ. Okay. That is not enough bone. Okay. And where is the fat? Okay. So that that was what I was talking about with those foods is that they can potentially be too low in fat. Okay. And they are too low in bone. All right. For most dogs. See, he goes, he does get... Uh, raw butcher bones once a week. Right, except, a week. You, except you probably can't consume the bone itself. Uh, no, he does a pretty good job on that. <laughs> he um, whittles it down pretty daggone good. Because okay, good. I give him the lamb bones or the, the thing at the end, the big knobber at the oh, end. Oh, the lamb bones? Yeah, yeah lamb yeah. bones are easier for them yeah. to, mm-hmm. to chew up. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, um, so it's, yeah, so that's all I was talking about there. But to actually treat the itching, you would do something like um, get a second probiotic. Okay, yep. Okay, I do have them on too. I got them on Garden and Life and PB8. Okay, and you give them both at the same time with every meal? 
Uh, no, I've been doing one at one meal and one at the other meal. Right. But now his immune system is doing something funky. So you have to do, do more so of that. So two, two in the morning, two at night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Standard process canine immune system support. Okay. Okay. Standard process. And then, uh, you know, but until you get that stuff, even you can just add um, a half a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar to yeah, his he gets, food. Yep, he gets that every morning and every night. He okay. gets the a, organic apple cider. I I probably give him probably almost a teaspoon in the morning and a teaspoon okay. at night All right, is good. what he gets. Okay. And then, you know, and then sometimes the magic is the homeopathic remedy. So Okay. Uh, what about if I want to add a little bit more fat to it? What, what you know, I don't want to get him fat, but I, I want no, to add yeah, You and I both know that fat does not make you fat. Fat, yes. I know. And my brain cells need fat. Everybody needs fat. Yeah. So what would be a good thing to, if I wanted to add some more? Tripe. Tri- is it really? Love, love tripe for dogs. But it has to be raw, frozen, green tripe. Okay, raw, frozen. Mm-hmm. Not canned tripe. Not, they. I think they sell raw tripe for humans, but okay. it's been bleached. And so you don't want any tripe for humans and you don't want canned tripe. You want okay. raw, frozen tripe. Tripe is about half protein, half fat. Okay. Now, where would I get this? At your local pet food store. Okay. And so then now Gillian's 10 pounds. So uh-huh. what do you think for ten, a 10-pound 10 dog if I get However this? much you're feeding him per meal. Is this a meal? Is the tripe going to be a meal? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can just feed tripe. I didn't know tripe. if it was an additive. No, okay. gosh, it's too complicated. Just okay. feed tripe as a meal. Okay. And, and in that, fact, like a lot of my patients with uh, kidney disease, liver disease, things like that, I will start them out on just straight tripe. Okay. Um, it's just Nothing so else. beneficial for them. Okay. And tripe is, for people that don't know? Cow intestines. Okay. And you want green tripe, and it's green because it has whatever the cow was eating still stuck to it. Okay. Which is why they don't sell it for humans. So for humans, they wash wash it it. and bleach it and Ah. get all the green junk off it. But for dogs, you want that green junk. Okay. And so um, the best stuff is made by greentripe.com. Okay. And if you go to the website, it'll show you retailers near you. Okay. And then when you thaw it out, it smells like a cow died yes, in your kitchen. It, yeah, I know, I know. It's we butcher cows, so yeah, I can. I know what that smells like first. <laughs> it's day so I, good for dogs. Yeah. And every now and then I have somebody who's like, ah, I can't stand it, I'm never going to do that. Yeah. And I always tell them, it's not for you. Yeah, exactly. You don't yeah. have to eat it. Just like with onions. Oh, I got a story I got to share with you. Okay, we're going to run, we're going to come back. You got a question, give a holler. 651-641-1071. Okay, how many chicken wings will be on the menu for Super Bowl Sunday? How many chickens, chicken wings? I, I, I'll give you a little bit more. We'll be back. So, yeah, but it was just a cute movie. It was really cute. Okay, do you know how many chicken wings will be in the menu for Super Bowl Sunday? Okay, <clears throat> is it going to be in the thousands, the, the millions, or the billions? The billions. It's 1.3 billion chicken wings will yes. be on the menu for Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday. Okay, you ready for this? Potato chips. How many pounds of potato chips do you think there is? A lot. Okay. Are you going to turn your mic on, Jess? Yeah. Pounds of potato chips? Because yeah. potato chips are light and fluffy. Oh, yeah. But how many pounds of potato chips? Hmm. It takes but a like, lot of potato chips yes, to make a pound. Yes, yeah. it does. So how many That's pounds? That's why I said a lot. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know. hundred million. Okay. What do you think? I, I have to put a number on that? Yes. Uh, the, the, he did. Uh Two two hundred and fifty million. Okay, one eleven point two million pounds of potato chips. Eleven point two. Yeah, isn't that something? Yeah. Okay, and one more. How many pounds of popcorn? 
How many pounds of popcorn? popcorn? Is that a no, I didn't think thing? that was a was Super Bowl say, thing. I don't feel but like I a buy lot of popcorn Jimmy is also light and fluffy. Right? Yes. Yep. And okay, so we did 11.2 million pounds of potato chips. How many pounds of... 30 million pounds of, of popcorn? Uh, I'm going to go with... 60 million pounds. Let's try 3 million pounds of popcorn. Oh, okay. 3, oh. Million, 3 million pounds of popcorn, 11.2 million pounds of uh, potato chips, and 1.3 billion chicken wings. Just think of all the chickens that had to be grown for That's that. That's a lot. No oh, kidding. That's they wanted crazy. to live. Uh, yeah, really. Okay, let's head to the phone lines. Sounds good. We're going to talk to Renee, and Renee has a question about a dog chewing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hi, Renee. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you, Katie? Good, good. Watching the game today? No. Ah, good girl, good girl. (laughs) Listening to you. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. So what can we do for you? Uh, Do you remember Thor, the pit? Oh, yes. He is like a major chewer, and I'm using those Nyla bones. Is that a good idea? Because like half the Nyla bone is missing, and I'm going, well, where's that half a Nyla bone going? Yep. No, if you read on the packaging of Nyla bones, it says, do not digest. Hello? What do you think yep. they're doing as they're gnawing at it? Some of them will take chunks and some of them will take fragments. But the thing is, is they're eating plastic and that is not good for them. All right. So, no. And the thing is, is that unfortunately, most people create a chewing habit or like a smoking habit by allowing the dog to chew and chew and chew and chew. Teach him how to just hang out. Teach him tricks. Use his mind. The more mentally he thinks, then the less time he has for chewing. So that's what you've got to do is use his brain. Make sense? Oh. Okay, so then <coughs> so somebody told as, me I could go ahead. give them carrots. Oh, yeah, give, give a big honking carrot. They make a mess, so make sure you you know you don't let them run through on your white carpet. Uh, raw butcher, butcher bone, you know, a knuckle or a joint bone, something that's big, not the shank bone, okay? No antlers. Antlers fracture teeth. There's no moisture to them, so it's like chewing on a cement, all right? So don't be doing that. Everybody looks for something that the dog can't destroy. Well, if it can't destroy it, then it's fracturing teeth, all right? So that's why it's just like eating uh, old maiden popcorn. You can't destroy it, but it sure can crack your teeth if you hit it wrong, right? Right. What about those wood things? I, we've gotten those soaked wood. Soaked wood. How old, Have you how ever old seen... is this dog? He's two. Two years old. He's a pup. Yeah, but, I mean, he's a little bit old for a smoking habit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's got a chewing <laughs> habit, which is the same as a smoking habit. <laughs> exactly. I would not let my dog chew up pieces of wood. No. Yeah. No, that doesn't sound good. No, it's just like dogs that want to chew up sticks and such. Eventually, they're going to get a splinter or something. You know, it's not good. <laughs> it's not. And so that's why, like I said, raw butcher bones, you know, thawed. Everything should be at room temperature, uh, you know, for the dogs. When you feed them or when you give them things to chew on. And then, like I say, raw carrots, uh, a bu- uh, give them a, uh, whatever you call it, a bunch of, or a, a head of, that's what I'm looking for, a head of cauliflower, a head of, a head of broccoli. But like I said, teach them, sit. remember the invisible dog? You hook the leash on, sit on the leash and ignore the dog. Right. Okay. Start doing that. So he learns to calm himself down and learns to just be still so that he doesn't have to be in perpetual motion because he's getting into that age. He's getting out of that puppy mush brain stage and more into the more mature adult brain. So utilize it. Do something with it. All right. Okay, because last week he ended up chewing up one of our remotes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Remotes, glasses, hearing aids. mm -hmm. And what was he doing loose in your house unsupervised? Uh, we're trying that. We were kenneling him when we're gone at work, and then we just kind of felt bad that he was the only one being kenneled. So oh. then we decided to... See, wasn't that a fun un- experiment? Yeah. So, yeah, then we decided to unkennel him and try it, and we went, you know, for a couple hours and came home, and he was fine. And then 
he did really good for a couple of days, days and then and then all Friday he off. ate the remote. You bet. And see, that's the thing is everybody is in too big a hurry to get the dog out of the kennel. The thing is, folks, you're you're unless you're independently wealthy to replace everything they decide of a deal with, or that if he ate that remote and there's chunks in his gut and you want to pay a six thousand dollar surgery to save him, you know they're good in there. Don't be in a hurry to get him out of that kennel when you're not around. Okay, you at least when you come home, you know everybody's safe, right? Right. So the thing is, is that don't worry about it. My Ethel, she's, I've had her eight years. She's 14 years old. When I leave, she's in her kennel. All right. Uh, Gillian, same thing. He's uh, quarantined. Well, it depends. They, you know, they have good days and bad days. And they have good weeks and bad weeks. And you know, you kind of know, I know my dogs. So, you know, <clears throat> when it was really cold, not doing much, I know he's going to be have more shenanigans in him. So I, I put him in his kennel when I left because I said, I don't trust you. And so that's the whole thing is, is that you've got to know your dog and don't give him too much freedom too fast. You know, it's one thing to have them that uh, be gone an hour, but it's another thing to be gone four hours, eight hours, whatever type thing. Okay, so don't, so don't be, push to get them no, out. No, no, no. And the thing, too, is what people don't realize is that, you know, when you're gone, if your dog does get anxious, they're going to look for something that smells <coughs> like they you. Have, yep. And that's why they chew up the remote. And that's why they also chew up your pill bottles because yep. you touched them. Yep. And so they smell like you. Yeah, remote controls. Yeah, you know, I, sun, yeah, glasses, how many people say, "Oh my God, I never thought he'd chew that up," phones. or "I never thought the dog would get into those pills." Yeah, and it's because things smell like us. Uh, yes. Yep. And so they oh. look for your scent. Heavy. That's why some people don't realize they they go to leave and they t- lean on the couch corner of the couch. You know, like to put the shoe on or whatever. And their scent is very fresh there. They come home and the corner of the couch all, is all gone because your scent right. was heaviest in that corner of the couch because you touched that last before you left. All right. And so that's okay. why, like I say, what you just got to do when you got a dog that likes to chew like that, don't say, okay, well, I got three days and then all heck broke, broke loose. No, don't even put yourself down there. I'd wait until he's four or five years old before I start letting him. And then you got to know day, days that he's really tired, you know, he'll be fine. Okay. But the days that, you know, yeah, you haven't had much time to mentally use him or whatever, he's going to be full of shenanigans. He's going to be looking for, okay, where's mom? Okay, here's the remote. Oh, great. Look at him by mom. Smeller, smeller, smeller. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Does that make sense? So don't yep. be in a hurry. Just use that kennel. That's why when people are so in a hurry, I'm like, don't, don't. Because now you know everybody's safe and secure, your house and your pets. All right? Okay. Okay, kiddo. All Take right, care. Thank you. Happy Super Bowl. Bye-bye. <laughs> Yeah, no, because that's what I, I just, I get so antsy when people want to get that, uh, you know, they think of it as a jail and it's not, it's your dog's bedroom, a place they can go to get out from under. And then plus what people don't realize is that when you leave your dog alone in the home, that's territory he's got to patrol and take care of. Mm-hmm. And some dogs don't do well <laughs> right. with more room to take care of and they crash and burn and they become a neurotic mess. Okay, and that's why some dogs' personalities need to be in the kennel because that's where they feed the, feel the safest and they just have to take care of their little corner of the world. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you just don't want to be in a big hurry. If your dog is acclimated to the kennel, use it to your advantage. Don't feel sorry. Feel, wow, I'm glad my dog likes this kennel because there's so many dogs that, you know, they weren't kennel trained correctly. And to try to get them to that point is kind of tough. Mm-hmm. Remember, I used to give my dogs rawhides all the time, mm-hmm. basically because I was working a lot and I didn't really have time for them. And so I would come home and hand out the rawhide shoes and, mm-hmm. um, you know, basically send the dogs off to watch a movie. Yep. <laughs> and then um, you yelled at me about it one day when we were in a pet food store. 
doing a public appearance. And so I never gave, Not me. I never gave them raw heights again. We just went cold turkey. And, you know, and now with the dogs that I have now, I've never given them chewies. But but people have that perception. So I get that question a lot, yes. too. What is my dog going to chew, chew on? on. Yep. Like, do you chew on something Some, all day, every yep. day? Yep. I mean, and if you do, it's become a bad habit. Right. You know what I mean? Whereas you, you really have to, need to quit to the cut, chewing tobacco because oh, that's bad that, Or the sunflower it. seeds or the sn- right. gum snapping. It's or, become or, a or bad habit. Or do you habit. always have a lollipop in your yep. mouth? Yep. You yep. know. Yep. So, yeah. You're not a calm person when you've got those. And that's the same thing with a dog. A dog that is chronically chewing or has a chronic need for chewing is a bored out of their gourd dog, number one. And number two, because you know, they're not mentally using it. Right. You know, okay? Making them think. And then also, they, they're, they're a neurotic mess. You know, a dog that can just learn to hang out. Mm-hmm. And just be still. My dogs never get anything to chew other than the raw raw butcher bone. You know, maybe once a week. So well, I don't yes. even give my dogs treats. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I don't give my dogs either unless we're doing tricks. And then right. they get the minuscule. You mean I like. Right. If, if, I'm tra- if I'm training them, I will pay them well. Uh-huh. But just for, you know, hanging out in the house or going potty or something like that. No, yeah. no, no, no. Uh-uh. no. See, like I said, treat. And that's why most dogs get so fat because people are constantly, you know, flipping them stuff, flipping stuff. Oh, this brings up. I got a uh, email this week of a gal that she was having a lot of gut system uh, problems with this home dog mix that she had. And anyway, and so she said, uh, you know, she gave me the rundown. She was feeding a pretty good diet and such like that. And then I said, you know, I always ask, and what chews or things do you give your dog to chew on? And the big thing that popped up was greenies. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so she was having a lot of digestive disorders with this dog. Right. And so, um, and there was like slime on the doo-doos. Mm-hmm. And so I told her, I said, I, I called her and I said, okay, we got the problem is your greenies, but he loves them. I don't care. Right. <laughs> all it is is starch. It's all starch. And so what it's doing is coating the gut system. And so now they can't absorb the nutrients and they're going to have a lot of gut problems. I still remember a little chihuahua that came out and they pooped out a little green pea with slime. I said, let me guess, your dog eats greenie. <gasps> oh, yes, he loves them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. stop, stop. <laughs> yeah. Just because it make them doesn't mean that you should give it to your dogs. That's, uh, that's mm-hmm. huge. Okay. Okay. Who's up next? Our time for trivia. Time for trivia. Okay, where is the Super Bowl being played this year? I know it's in Atlanta, okay, but what is the name of the stadium? What is the name of our stadium? U.S. Bank Stadium, right? Okay, what is the name of the stadium in Atlanta, Atlanta that they're playing the Super Bowl at? Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Katie Canine Show. I'm here with uh, Dr. Jessica Levy, Holistic Vets. So if you got any vet questions, please do call in. And of course, I'm here to answer any other questions for you. Remember, only dog questions, no husband, wife, or kid questions. Okay, or cat questions. We got, we'll do cat questions. <clears throat> the game will be played at what is the name of the stadium in Atlanta. Do you know what the, the stadium name is there, Carly? I'm going to go with the Atlanta Stadium. Nope. Oh, nice. <laughs> you have any idea? It's very original. The great big stadium. The great yes. Thing. The it's Super Bowl <laughs> Stadium. That's it's what it's called. Yes. yes. It's called the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. In the Atlanta. Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Yes. I got it, you guys. There you go. The home of the Falcons. <laughs> this stadium's first Super Bowl, but the Atlanta's third Super Bowl. So this is there's do you see the stadium? It kind of looks like our stupid one, the United, you know, uh, U.S. Bank one. I mean, I'm sorry, don't say that. that. A lot of people like so ugly looking. It is just plain ugly. It looks like a spaceship. Oh, yes, it's just the Martians of land. They're gonna step when they come down there and look at that. They're like, what the heck? Somebody drunk? Somebody have too many cocktails here? (laughs) Probably. 
No kidding. Okay, let's head to the phone line. Sounds good. Oh, wait a minute. Somebody called me, and last year, last week, as I usually do, you know, you come back from break. Yeah. What is a herd of uh, unicorns called? Yeah. Okay, she called me up on Monday. She says, what's a herd of unicorns called? You oh, didn't give the answer. Do you know what it is? Um, Shoot, is it? It's not a flower. It's... What? What? Do you have any idea? Is it a rainbow? No, it's called a blessing. Oh. A blessing is a, a group of... Of unicorns. So when people say hashtag blessed, no, are they talking? But are they talking about like means they just got a unicorn? Yeah, yes. <laughs> I was gonna say, did the did a baby unicorn just get born or something? I have no idea. All I right, don't know. Every, I don't every time a unicorn, remember unicorn is born, <laughs> it's a hashtag blessed. Yeah, Angel, got it. Angels, but you got to remember, exactly. you got to remember, rhinoceroses are a part of the horse family, and that's where they think unicorns became uh, because of the cross between the rhinoceros and the and the horse. Okay, go go to the phone lines. <laughs> okay. All right, we're going to talk to Michelle. Michelle has a question about homemade dog food. Homemade dog food. Yeah. Okay, hi, Michelle. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good, good. You watching the game today, or are you just going to be listening to me and li- watching the game? <laughs> no, I'd rather listen to you. Oh, yay. Thank you very much. Okay, what do you want to know about homemade dog food? Okay, so I've been making my dog's food for a couple of years, and... Um, I don't do raw because it's too gross, but um, I usually go to Costco and I get a big pack of um, ground beef or ground turkey and I alternate the meats and I throw it in a pot and I put in a whole bunch of grated, you know, vegetables like sweet potatoes and broccoli. And I sometimes I put in a whole bag, you know, big thing of spinach and I just mix it all up and I try to have the ratio be about two thirds meat to a third vegetable and then sometimes I'll put in some rice if I have it. And and then I put in a little oat flour at the end so that it sticks together. So I make half cup patties because I have a, a four-year-old 15-pound Shih Tzu poodle. Okay. And he loves his patties. But I also, and then, so I give him those at night. Okay. And then um, his breakfast, I, I usually make him an egg. And um, I'm a chef, so I'm always chopping vegetables. So okay. I always save, like, those end pieces that everybody throws away. Yeah, cool. You know, like the stems of the broccoli. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and he loves, like, the cauliflower, you know, the cauliflower middle. Okay. He loves it. I mean, so I just save all that stuff in a little bowl. And then I'll make an egg, and I'll mix it with some of those vegetables. Or, you know, if I have some cooked grain or, you know, whatever I have. So, um, but he... He gets itchy, and he has ear issues where he shakes his head. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've gone to a regular vet, and they give him these all these, you know, yep. stuff I don't want to give him. Right. So I have tried doing mullein oil because that's what I did for my kids when okay. they were had ear issues when they were little. Okay. So I wanted to know, like, okay, is there something else I should be adding to his homemade food? And then for the itching issue, um, I thought maybe you would have some suggestions of, you know, what I can do for like his ear stuff. And, um, you know, and sometimes he'll, he'll lick himself and he'll get these little red spots and, you know, and sometimes I put hydrocortisone cream on it because, you know, it, it'll take it away overnight, but I don't know if that's the best thing either. Okay. What do you think, Dr. Jess? Well, what have you done with this dog for vaccines? Um, he's behind on all his shots because I don't Good. give him shots either. Good. 
Okay. It's a good thing. Oh, good. Don't, don't apologize. Even, even babies? Yeah, yep. Yep. Well, I, so so basically, when you see symptoms like that, it's typically some sort of detoxification attempt. Um, you know, if it's not a direct reaction to something they're eating. But even if you're reacting to something that you're eating with itching, it's because your body's trying to detoxify it. So your diet is admirable, but... <laughs> It's not, but, ba- it's, yeah. not, it's not balanced, and it's cooked. And that is a problem because dogs are carnivores who are made to eat uh, dead animals. Dead animals who are not cooked. <laughs> okay. So if you're just feeding ground meat, then it's not gonna, there's not going to be calcium in it. So you're missing out on bones. Yeah, I do add a calcium supplement to... Um, I have a cal. I have. I may have this mixture that I think I got from Dr. Mercola. That's, uh-huh. um, you know, the vet that works with them. That's brewer, nutritional yeast, um, cal- calcium. That's a dog supplement I ordered off Amazon and lecithin. Mm-hmm. So I put a little spoonful of that on his breakfast every morning, and um, sometimes I give him um, diatomaceous earth too. Oh, that's for deworming, right? Yeah, diatomaceous earth is not really a calcium source. No, no, I know, but that's just like what I give him. But really, um, you know, bones are where animals get their calcium. And of course, since you can't feed cooked bones, then you have to feed raw bones. Um, So that's part of it. And using a calcium supplement, uh, you know, those things, they're most of them are not a form of calcium that is readily absorbed. So if they're made of any kind of calcium carbonate or eggshells or anything like that, that is not a kind of calcium that can be utilized. Okay. And so you're better off just feeding bones. Raw butcher bones. And and if and if he's just getting some with one meal, then it's might not be enough. Now, the the supplement with the lecithin is that from Mercola? Yeah. Okay. From the vet that works with them. You know, uh-huh. I just mix it up in a big jar and you know, I put a teaspoon on his on his breakfast every morning. So when you when you mix it up, are is the are you buying the lecithin separately or is that part yeah. of Yeah. Yeah, I buy the lecithin and the nutritional yeast and then the Is the, the lecithin dog. that you're using is that soy based? Uh probably. I got it at the health food store. Is it organic? Yes. Okay. Nice. Um cuz that can be an issue. You know, legumes can be an issue with dogs. Grains can be an issue with dogs. Um, so you do need to have variety in the diet, but when you have a dog who's itchy and who's having ear issues, you know, stuff trying to come out the ears, that is a detoxification. And so okay. if you treat the ears externally or if you give drugs like antibiotics and steroids, then all you're doing is stopping a detox. Right. So you are better off supporting the gastrointestinal tract, feeding a raw diet, adding bones to the diet, making sure you feed liver once a week or every other week. Raw because, liver? Yeah. Um, you can cook the liver a little bit. You want it mostly raw. Some okay, dogs and I give them sardines quite often, too. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and sardines were originally recommended as a source of essential fatty acids, but since they go through the canning process, um, and essential fatty acids are volatile, Okay. Like, we don't really know what effect that has. I don't okay. think anybody's explored that. Okay. What about, you know, she's having ear problems, not you, the dog. <laughs> right. Uh, so the apple cider, organic apple cider vinegar in their food? Yeah, a little bit of apple cider vinegar, uh, probiotics, standard process canine enteric support. 
So basically, you just want to restore the normal health and functioning of the intestinal system. Of course, food is the number one way that you do that. Okay, so is there a way that without completely changing over to raw, it's a little, it's really expensive and... You know, I don't really have a source Why? for it. So, like, you're, you're, I don't have you're a friend already, Okay, but you were already buying stuff at the store. You know, what, yeah. what is raw except don't cook it. Yeah, you got the you got the stuff. Don't cook it. Just you right. know, you got your veggies. Throw that together, and then take the raw out and put that and mix it up. And and then add go. add some raw meaty bones. Raw meaty bones for a dog this size are called chicken wings or turkey necks. He's a so little dog. He can have, I can give him raw chicken wings. Yes. Yeah. And it won't get stuck in his throat or anything? Dogs eat animals all the time. Okay. <laughs> well, I know, but I know you're not supposed to give it to him cooked. Cook, but, and correct. I dab give him. He loves turkey necks. Right. But, good. So if I give him like raw chicken wings, like how often should I give him that? A couple times a week? Um, four or five times a week. Oh, wow. So almost well, every That's day. his dinner, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's his dinner. Yeah, as his food. So he needs to get calcium in his diet, and that's what the bones are going to provide. And also... Unfortunately, on the diet that he's currently eating, his teeth are going to rot out of his head. And if you want him to have sparkly white teeth that you never have to do anything about, that's what raw bones are for. Well, and he's a chewer. And I do have some bones that I got from the butcher, you know, raw beef bones that Uh he loves to chew on. I mean, he's a chewer. He loves to chew on stuff. And he, he chews on, you know, I mean, that's what he chews on for fun. Okay, but see, once you, you okay, you took, you got it out of the freezer, you thawed it, you gave it to them, okay? Once they've chewed on it for a couple hours or they, they walk away, you pick the bone up and you pitch it. You don't let it roll yeah. around the house because then what it's do is the air is drying it out and now it's turning into cement. Yeah, okay. yeah, dehydrated so bones. The ones that I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because part of the problem, the problem with cooked bones is that the when you cook it, the bone itself dehydrates. Right. And that's and when that raw beef bone is rolling around your house, it is dehydrating. Okay. And so it's kind of fossilized. So yeah. <laughs> um, to say the so least. I throw away all his bones. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I feed him chicken wings several times a week. Just yeah. like so for a fifteen pound dog, like how many chicken wings does he need for a meal? You know, it depends on the size of the wings. Okay. So if it's so a jumbo, like, if it's a jumbo wing, he gets one, and if they're small, he gets two. Okay, it's, so it's, that it's makes not, it a little it, bit. It, well, it doesn't you know, have to think be. about look. Okay, and then so can I still do the ground meat and just not cook it? Correct. Correct. Yep. Okay, so I could do still do the ground turkey and the yep. ground beef and yep. make the patties. Yep. Yep. Do I cook the vegetables then? Um, you can, and you know, cooked veggies just like for us. Cooking vegetables might break down the cell wall a little bit and make them a little bit easier to digest. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a lot of times, so dogs get their ve- their vegetable needs met from uh, eating other animals' poop, which is vegetables that have essentially been cooked. But they also will eat, they'll steal tomatoes out of the garden and right. you know, they'll eat fruit and stuff like that. So they, right. they, So they eat some stuff that's cooked and some stuff that's not. And you have people who, you know, go both ways. You have some people who say, no, the veggies must be raw. Uh-huh. And then you have some people say, no, yeah. they have to be cooked. You got to run them through the blender and the food processor. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, he eats a lot of what, Whatever you vegetable. have on hand. Yeah. Right. Okay. Except, he loves, except, like, the core of the cauliflower. And I give, good. you know, even when I'm cutting off the ends of sweet potatoes or something, he loves all that raw. Okay. okay. Good. 
Okay. Good. Is there anything no else? Problem. Otherwise, you got to run the break, or we'll hold on to you if you got something else that you want to talk to Jess about. No, is, but is there anything else I need to be giving him them? Just the chicken wings and liver? And, and, and probiotics. Okay. And standard process canine enteric support. Entera. Enteric. Okay. E-N-T-E-R-I-C. Okay? Okay, great. Okay, kiddo, take you. care. Bye-bye. Okay, let's see. The Super Bowl has only used Roman numerals, easy for me to say, 50 times. Think about it. We'll be right back. Thank you much. Kickoffs in about 45 minutes or well. So, any, oh, I looked at the wrong sheet. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> the Super Bowl has only used Roman numerals for 50 times. Do you know what this, uh, what number is this Super Bowl? Do you have any idea? Um, it is 53. Correct. Okay. It wasn't until Super Bowl three that the game first saw the uh, Roman numerals. After that, that's when they started. Oh. The Super Bowl one, two, and three, and then when it became four, that's when they started the the Roman numerals. Huh. Okay. Interesting. So only yeah, fifty times after that. So now you know. Wow. That's pretty cool. Isn't that fun? That is a fun fact. Fun yeah. fact. Okay, let's head for the phones. Sounds good. We're going to talk to Bridget. She has a Cavapoo. That won't get off of the couch. It will, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Bridget. How you doing? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Good, good. How old's your pupper? She is two. Two years old? Okay, so yeah. what's what's going on? She's kind of a diva. Okay. Um, she does not like to be moved when she's, like, sitting on the couch with us. And okay. I have three younger kids, too. So okay. she growls. Oh, um, look at her. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so we're not sure what to do. And she has kind of nipped before if she's pushed too far. Right. Um, okay. Not hard, but you okay, know, kind couple, of Okay, a couple questions yeah. for you. Yeah. Where does a dog sleep at night? She sleeps in her crate. Okay, good. And then, well, that However, is... However, okay, we go. did have her... She did sleep with the kids for a few months, and then I listened to you and... Oh, good, 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 Realized good. that I shouldn't be doing that. So oh, then good. So we put her back in her crate. Excellent. Thank you, thank months. you. Yeah. Good, good, good. <laughs> okay, uh, um, so, yeah, that answers the second question. Are you using a crate? Okay, when they start getting a little bit snippy like this, what you want to do is let them drag a six-foot nylon leash around the house. Okay, so let's oh. say she's let's say she's on the couch, and you yep. give her the word, you know, off or down, whatever word. You just don't say, or say move it. What What is your word? When you want her to move from, like, a couch or wherever she's at, what is going to be your word? Okay? We, I, okay, pick one that we're all consistent yes. with. Is yes, what you're exactly. Because okay. I use move it. Whether you're on the floor and I need to come by, move it. Or if you're on the couch and I want you're sitting in my spot, move it. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So I use the word move it. So what you're going to do is you're going to say, move it. Just say nicely. Don't be, don't sound snotty. Okay? And if she doesn't, just don't pick up the end of the leash, not by her pick up the end of the leash and just give it a pop and you know pop her off the couch i said move it thank you very nice that was very nice and so then you sit down and where you were okay she shouldn't ah. jump up on the couch so you invite her if she turns around and tries to jump right back up on the couch you just kind of gently nudge her off uh-uh wrong you want her to look to you like may i okay, okay so and then yes you can let her or not it's up to yourself uh-uh wrong you can't come up right now we got to do is set some limits. When the dog starts taking over furniture, that you're yeah. em you're empowering them. Okay, they they okay. know if they growl at you that you back off. It's like, whoa, that worked pretty cool. Watch me do it again. <laughs> yep. Okay. So, but letting her drag that nylon leash around. Now, one thing that you got to impress on all the kids, uh, especially, is that n never ever if the dog is uh, sleeping, 
never, ever touch a dog that's sleeping, all right? Okay. Whether they're in their kennel or whether they're on the chair or even on the floor, okay? Because you know how some people, they wake up kind of like not nice? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, and some people wake up like, oh, hi, you know, they're chipper. You like to just punch them first thing in the morning, they're that chipper. (laughs) Okay, and so that's why, like, let's say the dog is sleeping. You want to make sure they're awake. Clap your hands, stomp the the floor. Hey, hey, are you awake? Are you awake? Come on, you can do it. Come on, let's go. Okay, now you wait. They'll stand up. And they might stretch. Don't do anything. Don't touch them or nothing until they shake. When they shake, that means that they're with the program now. Okay? But if they get up and just slowly start moving, they're not awake yet. Okay? They've got to shake. All right? Okay. All right. So the thing is, is that never, ever touch a sleeping dog. And then, like I say, use that leash. And and like pretty soon what you're after is the word move it, that she will move without any grumblings. Then you can take the leash off. Okay? But if she starts grumbling again, that leash goes back on again. Never, ever find yourself touching the collar or her because that you will get bit someday. It's a question of when and how bad. Yeah, that's when she gets mad. Yes. And so you just want to let her know that you can follow through from afar and don't have to worry about the teeth. (laughs) Got it. Okay. 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 Does that help you? It sure does. Thank you so much. You bet. Take over ownership of your couch now. All right. We will. (laughs) Take care. (laughs) Bye-bye. What you got? That also sounds like a good situation where, um, you know, if the kids want to use the couch and the dog is there, Mm -hmm. they should probably go get mom. Yeah. Oh, that's that's true. And have her deal with the dog. Uh Because it's, it's just, it's such a challenge. Yes, it is. If the kids don't have good timing yep. or a good presence. Oh, look at you. Very good. Then you could still run into an yeah. issue. Like I, I know this from experience because I sit there and watch my husband try to get the dogs off the oh, yeah? couch. Okay. And so, you know, he begs and pleads and <laughs> and asks them nicely yeah. and then he gets Please. mad. Right. And none of it works because the thing is, like when you're trying to get a dog to do something like that, like the couch is a position of power, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so when you're trying to displace the dog, you have to, my rules are you say it once and you make it happen. Yes, exactly. And the thing is that the kids are not going to be good at the whole making it happen part. That's true. And because they're, they might not be, they might be too quick to say, well, I'll push the dog right. or exactly. I'll drag the dog with the leash. Yep. And so, yep. so it's probably better just to have an adult yep. handle the whole make it happen. Business. That's very good. Very good. Very good advice. I'm impressed, Dr. Jess. Very oh, good. Look you. at you. Really think of the big picture. Yeah, and then you have to make sure you don't have overlapping words, you know. Yes. Because my husband, as he's begging and pleading with the dogs, he's saying, come on, come on, you guys, come on, get down, come on, please, off, come on, off, come on, get down. Yep. And I I have tried to train him to no avail that down means something else. Yes. And so the word to get off. One meaning per word. Right. So the word to get off the couch is off. Mm -hmm. Yep. See, my dog. But but because he uses it as part of this run on sentence, it means blah, 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 blah. Yeah, because my dogs like when I if I'm at my, at my desk if, and I get up from my chair, it's nice and warm. You know, Gilligan oh, will sure. like she moved. I get it warm spot, warm spot. So he'll he'll yeah. he doesn't know I'm just going to get a drink of water. So he's he's already circled and he's laying down, and then you can see the old crap look on his face, like she's coming back. And so then he, you can see him waiting to see how mm-hmm. close I'm going to get, and then all I have to do is look at him, you know, now, and he's like, okay, fine. I don't even have to say move. Because he knows what's going next. Well, you have to kind of monitor yourself. Like I know, you know, Patrick is probably my toughest dog. Mm-hmm. And so if if I want him to get off my bed, I will say to him, off. And then sometimes he'll sit there. Mm-hmm. But don't repeat yourself. No. I oh. point at the floor. Ah. And I stand. The, ah. 
I don't even do, I point at the floor and I stand my ground. And then he's like, okay, she yeah. means it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly it. Look at that. I taught you well, or mm-hmm. you absorb something or whatever. I don't know. But, <laughs> I've but that's been honest, your classes yeah. enough times. <laughs> but that's the honest truth. You know, uh, a friend, uh, I'll only say his first name, David, and the dog's <laughs> name, Amber. <laughs> he posted a, a thing on Facebook today, where, or yesterday, and where the dog was coming up between his legs. He was trying to read the newspaper, and the dog came up between his leg, like, you know, take me for a walk. You know, that's what he said. I guess somebody wants a walk. You know, so then I, I replied to, like, like who's training who? <laughs> so he replied to that. Well, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I do know. And that's say people don't realize how many times the dog is actually training their owners to get what they want. You know, whereas you fall into that. Mm-hmm. And in the thing is, is that as long as you're not having leadership problems, you know, where the dog is, you know, sassing you, like if you're trying to move them or, you know, uh, when you walk past the, the dinner dish, he growls at you. You know what I mean? As long as your your relationship is doing good, that's fine. But the thing is, though, is that some dogs, if you empower them a little bit, they take, you know, ha- they have to rule. Sure. You know? So it's just, it's craziness. Okay. What is the gap between the coaches in the Super Bowl? What is the years, how old they are? What is the gap between the coaches? We'll be back.